On today's prequel episode of This Film is Lit, we're talking about Stranger Things Season 2, Thor Ragnarok, and giving you a sneak peek and a little fun facts about our next episode, which will be on Shrek. That's all coming up on This Film is Lit. That's right, it's the second prequel episode, or our prequel to episode 8. Next episode, we'll be talking about Shrek, which we'll give you a little sneak peek, a little info on in the second half of this episode. But right now, we're going to talk. We finished two things that everybody is interested in. Stranger Things, Season 2, and we went and saw Thor Ragnarok. Let's talk about Stranger Things first. We're about to talk about Stranger Things. If you haven't watched it and you want to, go watch it, because there are going to be spoilers throughout our discussion. good it's good it's good it was good it was really good i liked season one better yeah i think that's fair i i I think i would have been hard pressed for them to match yeah i think it'd be hard hard for them to have matched because it season one came so out of nowhere at least for me like i had never i didn't i hadn't heard of it like my coworker came up one day is like have you seen stranger things i didn't know anything about it i didn't for how somehow missed everything i never saw you know trailer i knew nothing yeah like, have you seen Stranger Things? I'm like, what's that? And then we went and watched it, and I was like, wow, that was really awesome. And so it'd be hard to kind of match that sort of, yeah, not you know, when it's when you've seen it. Uh, yeah, before, I mean the 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 the, uh, the newness of it. Yeah, sure. Um, I keep wanting to say nostalgia. That's not the right word, although it applies in in, <laughs> in this particular instance. But the uh, novelty, that novelty, sort of yes. Word, yes. That's the right word that for it. That's the word I was looking for. But, I knew it was an N-word. Uh, I thought season one was scarier. Yeah. And I thought it had better, like, tension and mystery than season two. That's fair. Because you didn't know, you had right. no idea, you know, what anything was or what was yeah. going to happen. This, now that we've kind of established the rules a little more, we kind of knew. I, I think if I broke it down, I would say I think season one is probably like, if we're going to do like a nine to ten with like 0.5 <laughs> scales. I'd say season one's probably like a 9 or a 9.5. Mm-hmm. And I'd say this season was probably an 8, 8.5. Yeah, I agree opinion. with that. Like it's it's like a point that. lower maybe in total. But like I think it also um, did a lot of things really well, especially in a follow-up season. Yeah. I thought they really uh, continued the characterizations well and developing the characters in ways that made sense. And followed on from season one, but were still interesting, and none of it got stale. Like I didn't think any, I didn't feel like any of the characters, you know, kind of got stale or anything like that. I think all the new things they added, all the new people they added, the new characters were all good in their own way. Uh, mm-hmm. Other than everybody's favorite thing, the shit on, which is episode seven, um, which I didn't hate as much as the rest of everybody seems to. Um... I thought it was kind of boring, but like I w- fine. I wasn't crazy about it. Mostly because I thought it felt like it, it felt like a different show. Yeah, like it felt like an X Men. Yeah, show. Yeah. And that's what everybody says. Um, yeah. My biggest problem was that it. I, I don't think it would bother me if they just and now it had to be where it was for Eleven's motivation and her right. character development, so it makes sense. But it wouldn't have bothered me if it hadn't been right at such a peak moment of the season when we're like. Really there's interested, a huge and there's a big cliffhanger yeah. in the episode before, and then it's just like, and hey, we're gonna go do another thing now. Like if it had been either its own thing, or I, I don't know, if they'd done no, it in a different I, way. I think you're right. I think that's why people reacted so negatively to it because we were expecting to come back from. I mean, because it, it's it, yeah, it's it's a huge cliffhanger. Yeah, and then they're just like, and we're doing something else now. And I think that I don't think people would have hated it as much if they hadn't done it when they did. Now I don't mm-hmm. know. I mean, again, I kind of had to do it then because that's where it falls in the story, kind of. Mm-hmm. The other thing I think they could have done is just with that that would have worked was just do that, over, like take that episode. And now the reason they did it, a lot of people speculate, is they're basically like backdoor pitching a pilot for a, a spinoff show with mm, those, yeah, you know. Which makes sense, I understand, yeah. but uh, I wouldn't be surprised if that doesn't happen because nobody seemed interested. <laughs> um, but I think what they could have done if they, if that what if if they weren't worried about trying to pitch, you know, or kind of throw in a little pilot for a spinoff, they could have just taken that episode and split it up. No, I agree. And 
yeah. chunked it into the other episodes. Spread it out over a couple episodes. You know, and, like yeah. what's going on on... Uh, it's like when you cross the sea in Game of Thrones. Like, Meanwhile, yeah. back at the ranch. <laughs> yeah, it's like, what's Daenerys up to over yeah. and <laughs> across the, the sea? But, like, they could have done that. I don't think people it would have bothered people as much. Like, yeah. I mean, I know a lot of people complained that the characters were one-dimensional and kind of, like, just, you know, generic. I mean, we don't really get to know them. That's the thing. So. Uh, yeah, they're just, you know, we only get one episode. Yeah. I, it was fine. I, it was I, the only thing I didn't like about it is that it derailed the momentum of the season. Yeah, but I didn't think it was like a terrible episode. It just wasn't. No, as I, did, interesting. I didn't. I didn't think it was terrible. I just wasn't crazy about it. Yeah, but I, I did think it was good and necessary character development for eleven. For 11 yeah, so. it made sense. Um, but apart from that edition of the new people, uh, uh, Max was great. Really like yeah. Max. Uh, Billy was really in- I, wait. Yeah, name. Billy. The, the older brother, right? Right, the older brother. About. His name yeah. is Billy because I, I, I because he plays the Red Power Ranger in the new Power Ranger movie. Oh my god, does he? And I think that character's name's Billy. Maybe at least I think it that was in the original right. Power Rangers. I thought the Red <laughs> Ranger was Billy. I could be wrong. No, that might have been the blue. I don't know. So that's why I was like second oh, guessing myself. That might have myself. been the Blue Ranger. Yeah, I can't remember. He was really interesting. I think he is just was just racist. I can never decide if the whole thing with Lucas was like he didn't want her hanging out because. Whatever, but I, I think I've, I, after there didn't ever resolve that, I think it's just because he was racist. Well, yeah, I mean, we we had the short little scene with his dad. Yeah, and so kind his of his dad was clearly homophobic, yeah. and those they tend to go hand in hand. Yeah. for whatever reason, bigot's gonna bigot. Yeah, yeah. um, so I, it's not a far stretch for me to assume yeah. that he was just a racist yeah. asshat. Yeah. I think Billy's gay. Do you think Billy's gay? I think Billy's gay. I don't think it's a hot take. I think plenty of people on the internet have said this, but I'm I, or at least by. Hmm. There's so much, and I, now I know it's the '80s, and that's just everything was super homoerotic, and <laughs> but yeah. like that the shower scene with Steve, yeah, uh, and some of his lines are very. There's just a lot of like um, ambiguity to some of the things he says, where he's like. Oh, the women aren't the women around here aren't my type. Like the and the way they're delivered, a couple lines and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And I totally thought he was going to start like hit it, like trying to kiss Steve in the shower when they're showering together. But I think he's gonna. I think it's gonna be a next season thing. I think he's gonna end up, and that's gonna be. I mean, his his dad calls him a faggot, but like, yeah. but I don't know if that's necessarily like, you could see that you could take that both ways. That it's just an asshole. And that's just what, you know, right. The go to derogatory word he could do, but he could yeah. also, you know, you don't know. So yeah, I wouldn't be surprised uh, yeah. if it turns out that Billy's gay or bi or whatever into dudes. Be an interesting way to take it. I'm yeah. Not, mm. I think it's going to go that way. I, that's one of my predictions for season three. That's what, something that's going to happen. Is that he's going to end up being? It wouldn't terribly surprise me, although I'm not a huge fan of the bigoted asshole turns out to be closeted gay right, trope. Right, right. But right. it wouldn't surprise me if they took. I'm that not a direction. huge fan of it either, but I think it make it would make sense in this for the time period and with what we know of his his situation. Yeah, his dad being such a fucking abusive asshole that like. You know, it would kind of it would kind of work, I think, maybe in the sense that, like, he that's not something he's comfortable with because his dad is yeah. such a fucking asshole yeah. to him about it. Like that he just, right that he would be like is being a fucking very, very, very in the closet and, and very yeah. obnoxious and like, yeah, you know, I don't know. I'm just uh, who knows. But that's yeah. something I think that might end up yeah. happening. But he is great. Uh, I mean, for he's awful, but also great. And he has some <laughs> great moment. He he's, he him being there has some gives us some great moments like Steve being the best character, which I call it in season oh, one. God. Steve's the best <laughs> Steve. character. Steve. Steve's character development was the most impressive thing about this season yeah. to me. Like the only thing on tele like television wise that I can think of that rivals that for me I know what you're gonna say. is the entirety of Parks and Rec. Oh. Okay. That's what did you I think I was going to say? I thought you were going to say Jamie on Game of Thrones. Jamie's a really good. Because that's a really that good one. <laughs> but Parks and Rec is like a master class in character development. Oh, it's incredible, yeah. Parks and Rec is just one of the best yeah. television shows of all time. But Steve, 
my god. <laughs> like, I, I liked Steve by the end of season one. I get one. to be the season one bandwagon. I'm not bandwagon. <laughs> the OG Steve fan. Steve was, and I remember having this conversation. He's been my favorite character since season one because I thought he was the most nuanced and the most realistic of all the characters. Yeah. And had the most growth. Um, of any of the characters, pretty much. Yeah. I loved him since season one. I thought, I mean, like, obviously I didn't like him in the beginning. He was a jerk, but, like, over the course of the season, he became my favorite. That character development, though. Yeah, for real. And then it gets even more in this one, and then it gets so good. And then, no, it's like, it's gotten to the point where, like, since everybody loves him, I'm like, he was mine. I liked him before it was cool. (laughs) But no, yeah, Steve was great. Um, What else was new this season? Bob. Bob, oh, Bob, Bob was great. Bob, I that was a big thing for me. I didn't wasn't you know I, we talked about it um, early on. I wasn't sure. I was thinking, which they kind of played on purpose, but mm-hmm. I was thinking he might end up being like a government plant. So I never thought he was going to be a government plant. Like I only thought like that for the first couple episodes for the lab or something yeah. like that. I never really got that from it, but I really, really thought that he was going to turn out to be kind of an asshat. Really? Like, I was I was waiting for it, like, I kind of thought that, like, when push came to shove, he would be like, Bob, out. Oh. Yeah, I didn't but he expect didn't. that. No, not at all. He stepped up <laughs> big time. Paid for it. But no, I, I, yeah, I didn't expect that. I, and it was only the first episode or so when they first introduced him, I, and there's a couple scenes, I was like, maybe he, you know, I was like, it just... I, without even really and once it, it got it became pretty clear mm-hmm. eventually that that wasn't the case yeah but he wasn't like a government agent or whatever yeah no I, I but just, it just would have made sense for them to like you know I just thought that made sense as a story element to like the government sent a guy right. to go f- you know fall get hook up with her and then kind of yeah. keep an eye on everything so I thought that made sense, and I'm, I'm glad it wasn't that, though. Yeah. I'm glad he was just Bob. No, I just felt like, I mean, for most of it, they played him as just kind of like a, a milk toast, Yeah. Kind of a character. Oh, so I was yeah. like, I was just waiting for, you know, that moment of disappointment from Bob, yeah. but... I wasn't expecting that ever. I was expecting the opposite. Me. That's a, well, I, That's what I was expecting. <laughs> I knew it was going to be, because the way they were setting him up was, you know, he's kind of always been the underdog, the nerd... But he's a he's a good guy and he and he is brave in his own way. Mm-hmm. Um, and he and he and everybody. This is a meme I see on the internet that Bob had the worst advice ever when he told Will to confront. The, yeah, the, and I'm like, it's actually great advice if he was if considering he wasn't aware there was a demon realm right. of shadow <laughs> monsters that can actually inhabit. If it really you. was just a nightmare. <laughs> yeah. Good Great advice. advice. He has no idea that any of this stuff exists, so it's not like bad advice. He just was unaware that oh, fucking shadow demons exist. But uh, but no, Bob was amazing. I loved Bob. I was disappointed that he that he died, but yeah, they had to because they had to get on the. I mean, Joyce and yeah, they're train. they're slowly chugging towards Joyce yeah. and Hopper, yeah. but which uh, they'll they'll do eventually. I'm glad that there wasn't, and, and this is something, and I was talking about at work the other day, that they didn't really kill anybody else off. Yeah. So Bob dies, but like, and and and, and uh, uh, one of my friends at work, her husband was saying that he kept expecting somebody after Bob died, somebody else to die in like mm-hmm. the last two episodes. And I was like, it's not that show. It's not yeah. Game of, Th- you know, it's not a show where, or Walking Dead. We're so conditioned by a lot of these shows now, expecting big characters to die. Right. I don't think this is that show. I, I, th- I think occasionally somebody might, you know, die. Like a big character might die occasionally, but it's mostly going to be like minor off like characters because mm-hmm. the show's not about like. It's not about that. It's not about like twisty turny like who's gonna die yeah. now. It's it's yeah. about hope. It's about you know, it's 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 a more uplifting and enjoyable show yeah. than that. Like it's not I about was, I was mildly concerned when they went underground in the last oh, yeah. episode, but I didn't really think that anybody was going to bite the The dust. only person I thought had a chance was Hopper, but I also knew he, there was a 0% chance he was going <laughs> to die, because I'm like, he's such an important part, yeah. and, it's, and and they just are setting up the Joyce and Hopper. Like, there's no way. It's so nice. We're it's, not expecting everybody like, to die all the time. I, I love Game of Thrones. Yeah. You know I do. <laughs> but it, it really, it is a breath of fresh air 
to have something where you're not constantly worried about who's gonna... Yeah. You just get to watch it and enjoy it. <laughs> I know. It's great. It's great. Yeah. I love Game of Thrones too, but it's like, I don't have to worry about who's gonna die. I'm yeah. not expecting, like, 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 worst case, like, a minor character is yeah. gonna die. Usually. I mean, I know when we get towards the end of the series, I wouldn't be surprised if, you know... Somebody major kind of sure, died. but you sure. know maybe, but like even then, I don't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised if none of them did. Like if right. none of them died, like really. Well, and I mean, Game of Thrones. When Game of Thrones started out doing that, killing off main characters regularly, that was groundbreaking. Yeah, kind. Of, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, at least seven as years much ago. As, as, yeah, as much as they did it. Yes. Yeah. Because they did it more than any. I mean, but now it's not. No. No, I mean, Walking Dead's been doing Yeah. Game of Thrones has been doing A ton of shows have been... I don't want to say a ton, but yeah, it's not super crazy for that thing. Right, we, we have to cycle back on ourselves now. Yeah. And have shows where main characters don't die again. Yeah. And it's one thing where it's it, you can do it in, in a show like Game of Thrones, and even Walking Dead to some extent, um, where you have a lot of rotating cast yeah. of main characters yeah. or or not rotating but some like in, in Walking Dead you kind of have a rotating cast of main characters as you they find new people and whatever. Mm-hmm. But in Game of Thrones it's just such a huge cast of main characters that right. are like major players that it's you can kill off yeah. main main Yeah. You have a, a different hero every episode. Yeah. So So it makes sense. And now we've gotten to the point now where it's main characters aren't going to die as much anymore because we're kind of resolving this shit. Right. Uh, not, probably not until Towards close the to the end and of the we'll last season. Of we'll, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll have like a blitz of death and then... We'll talk about Game of Thrones <laughs> some other time. We have, lots of, we have lots of things we can talk about with Game of Thrones, but we'll, that's a uh, conversation for another day. But anyways, I, I thought it was really good. Uh, as, about as solid as a second season as you could have yeah, no, uh, in I terms agree. of following something up and doing new things that are interesting while still mimicking the things or not mimicking, but uh, echoing the things mm-hmm. that made the first season great. You know, we have our new <laughs> Christmas lights on the wall with the map <laughs> all over the wall, which the way they calculate that seems like bullshit. And where mm-hmm. Bob figures that I was like, that, I don't it, think it, that would work. It wasn't as iconic as the Christmas no, lights everywhere, no, but no. it also, yeah, but, uh, but so we, you know, they kind of mimicked some of those elements that uh, people loved from the first season, but added new stuff, added new mm-hmm. conflict with Billy, and then the new uh, the mind flare yeah. being the new overarching Miller, which and apparently it, is still there. And I'm interested to see where they take it for a season three, too, and now that they've closed the gate. Well, but apparently it's still there, because right. the end of the season, it just flips over. And right, so yeah, flare. so now I'm, I'm interested to see like how they explain that and what they do my and i heard somebody else talking about this my speculation for season three is that what's gonna happen because and i heard this was confirmed in an interview that uh uh papa is not dead right Um, i mean that makes sense yeah so he's gonna show up season three my guess is that he's gonna somehow reopen the gate or that the mind flayer is gonna be working through him or something Mm -hmm. like that because that at least uh, you know that he's gonna be a major character i think come season three there's a reason he showed up in season or episode seven yeah um even though yeah so he's he's gonna come back and i think he's gonna be like the main pushing force again come season three i think mm-hmm. of like driving evil that sort of thing but who knows because they kind of wrapped up yeah and they kind of shut the gate we're good yeah but they'll come but up apparently with something. not they, they apparently they have four seasons like they yeah. planned out like four seasons yeah basically. i, I heard like, that outlined. that they had envisioned a four season arc, which is a good so. that's a good length yeah i think that's a good run yeah that's it. You can get a good, you know, do a cool, full, complete storyline, but without getting uh, struggling to find new ideas, you know. Yeah. And you can wrap up, and it's a good, satisfying length of time. Mm-hmm. It would have been nice if Dark Matter could have gotten that fourth season, but that's a whole other thing. All right, uh, so ch- <laughs> check rip out Dark Matter. I know, rip Dark Matter. Check out Stranger Things season two. I did not like it. You need our recommendation and everybody's <laughs> already watched it yeah, if you really haven't good. watched it what are you doing yeah, at this point yeah. everybody's already watched it so now we're going to talk about thor ragnarok we went and saw thor ragnarok on tuesday another brief summary it was really good <laughs> i are quite good I really uh, liked it. Yeah, I really liked it too. It uh, I, the first two Thor movies were about the neither of them were bad. 
they were both fine, but they were about as bad as a Marvel film got. Yeah, they're not great. And what I mean by bad, because neither of them are bad, but like they're about as meh as yeah. most as like as in ter- if I was ranking all of the Marvel films, I'd probably those would be like two of the lowest ones. Yeah, they'd be near the bottom. I can't think of many others that I would put lower than that. Um, maybe like Iron Man two, but like that's way back to the point where it's yeah not even relevant anymore. So they were kind of forgettable and just fine. But this one was really good, and I was excited for it because Taika Waititi, I, I really love, we watched where, uh, What We Do in the Shadows, which was mm-hmm. his first, I don't know if it was his first movie, but his big breakout kind of movie that people know him from. And he had a really, I mean, what they basically did is they said, okay, let's just do Guardians of the Galaxy, basically, <laughs> kind of. I mean, to an extent, like, let's go to space. And I mean, it makes sense for the the story they wanted to tell uh, for Thor, but like let's go to space and make it kooky, and it's mostly almost a comedy. Yeah. Like it's base. I mean, and they, all Marvel films are pretty funny, but like this one really swung for the like Guardians of the Galaxy feel, which is like very comedy heavy, um, joke driven. Also, there's yeah, action. The action action comedy. Yeah. Still has heart. Yeah. Which, the, I mean, again, most Marvel movies are that way. But, you know, unlike something like Captain of America, which is a little more drama, action-driven, mm-hmm. or at least like the Winter Soldier and, um, like, Winter Soldier is like a spy drama thriller. Right. And then Civil War is like the big, you know, set, uh, obviously Civil War. But this one, you know, very lighthearted while having, obviously, very serious moments. I thought it was good. I thought it was really enjoyable. It doesn't quite get... Th- I think it shoots for Guardians of the Galaxy and doesn't quite reach Guardians of the Galaxy. And I think it lacks a little of the heart. Yeah. It lacked a little of the heart of Guardians of the Galaxy to some extent. Well, I mean, I think the problem there is the first two movies. Yeah. Because the heart, I think, is meant to be like a... Like Thor's relationship with Loki, with, with Loki and with and Odin, Odin yeah. and like that familial kind of bond. Yeah. But it's been so the the two first two movies were so forgettable that it's I, we don't, I don't care, care. Much. yeah <laughs> like the Loki Thor and I remember liking that in the second one yeah. I remember liking the, the Loki Thor thing fine yeah but the Odin thing yeah like he's kind of just a dick for the first two movies yeah from what I remember yeah he's Odin he's yeah kind of, I mean. and and it's it's at a point where it's like I don't really care about this. Yeah. So the heart of it is not quite as yeah, as there. Especially because it is a big thing where he keeps flashing back and seeing Odin. Yeah. And it's supposed to be like this big inspirational, you know. But it's like, yeah, I, I never felt like their relationship was particularly yeah. interesting or like, right. you know. It's not, it's not the same way I feel about like, uh, well, I mean, even like in Guardians of the Galaxy, like the hard hitting, like the how they're all in Guardians of the Galaxy. You, they really in that first movie drive home how much of outcasts they all are, right. and how the family they have together, and that big. Mm-hmm. I mean, the big thing is that you know the family is who you make. You know, it's not blood; it's about who who you make be your family. Or who, yeah, and so like they come together as a family, and you could, but they really drive home like this the scenes with Rocket, which is like one of the most, like a fucking raccoon crying about being a science experiment, and it's like one of the most heart wrenching scenes in like any Marvel film <laughs> in the first Guardians of the Galaxy, and yeah, so it did, you know it just lacked that sort of like me caring mm-hmm. a lot, but it was still. Good. So, that, like I said, it's kind of like Guardians of the Galaxy. It lacks some of the heart. And then the, I think the other biggest flaw with the movie was that the beginning was real kind of like, let's set up the story and let's go. There's an awful lot of rising action before you get to the actual meat of the story. Yeah. Which was problematic because it did just kind of... It bounced around and managed to also drag a little bit. Yeah. Well, and it was just to me. It was like okay. I felt like, and I and now I haven't. I didn't see Doctor Strange. We, we haven't watched Doctor Strange, but like, <clears throat> and, and I was trying to remember what the what like the last thing relevant thing that happened before this movie was in terms of like where these characters are. And I guess it would be Civil War, maybe. Yeah. Um, Which Thor, Thor wasn't really wasn't in it in because Civil he was doing War. this. I yeah. think. I think this was happening. Or he no, was flying around through space. Yeah, looking, looking for, for Infinity, Infinity Stones. Stones. Um, but, like, so, I guess I was trying to remember, like, 
what happened to last? Where did we last leave Loki and Thor and that and Odin relationship? And I didn't remember because again, the first uh, two movies are so forgettable. Yeah, at, at the end of Thor two, Dark World. Yeah, the uh, Thor the Dark World. Um, we think that Loki died. Yeah. on that on the the planet, the evil planet right, thing. Right, I don't right, remember. Right. Um, but then at the like the very we very know end, he's not. We yeah, we know not. he's like masquerading as Odin. Right. But we don't know where Odin is. Right. I guess that was the thing. It just it jumped around a lot in the beginning and it was like and a lot of like especially with Odin. So yeah. like I really wish they had and maybe they didn't know where they were going. I really wish they had set up Hela in the earlier movies. Yeah. At all. Even mentioned or maybe they did and I'm forgetting. But if they had mentioned her a few times and there was this like growing like unease about this thing. Like you right. know what I mean? That would have been great. And then I would have I wouldn't have had because what it felt like was like that was what they wanted to have done was like set her up as this like mm-hmm. thing in the background that we hear right, talk like this of boogeyman, the boogeyman of hello yeah. like, you know like what we don't talk you know whatever but in this it was just like since they didn't I, I what I remember they didn't ever do that it was like they show up and talk to Odin and he's like you got a sister she's evil uh, I'm dead and I'm like what well <laughs> yeah and and it was almost like it was almost like a little reboot yeah of the it, it Thor kind of, yeah. storyline yeah a soft yeah yeah a, a soft reboot which I don't necessarily I don't mind. mind because it was so much better than the yeah, first yeah, two yeah it was just once we got past that first 20 minutes or so or th- yeah. whatever that setup of jumping around and like just you know and then literally Odin just saying you know expositing things yeah. about characters we've never met you know talking explaining who Hela is and all this and it felt kind of like like, really? Is this what we're doing? After we got past that and got into the actual story, like, into the once that was all done, it was great. It was great. Like, it was super fun, uh, super entertaining, super funny. I mean, fucking uh, Hella was great when she... <laughs> <laughs> Dark Kate Blanchard yes. can rule me. Yes. I was like, I submit. I am on board. <laughs> I submit. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, she was great as Hella. Um it was really uh, visually stunning. Yeah. Uh, uh, probably the easily the most most so of any of the Thor movies, which I've never particularly... I mean, the first one I remember not liking. Because, or I, I thought the first one was okay. But the visual style of Kenneth Branagh as a director is kind of awful to me. <laughs> at least in terms of a... Uh, um, a, he, a everything was fucking movie. Dutch yeah. angle. And it was yeah. just... Ugh, it was... I remember not being a huge fan of the of the cinematic style of the first film while liking a lot about it apart from that. Uh, but this one was gorgeous. Uh, it was fun. The music was great. Yeah. There um, were high like, energy. Fun new characters. Yeah. The, and... the, 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 the like Kiwi rock monster. <laughs> I say Kiwi because I think he's like a, the guy playing him is from New Zealand, I think. Or I assume, I assume he's like Taika Waititi's yeah. friend. But um <laughs> But the but the character growth like for Thor and Loki was mm-hmm. also really good. Yeah, it was. They changed a lot. They grew a lot. Um, I guess that was the only other negative. I was I was kind of hoping because I thought this story was going to be more about, and which I guess it was to a little bit because Thor's kind of cocky and yeah, cocksure in the beginning. I wanted it to be a little more so of Thor being too uh, of hubris being. Like his doubt, like the thing that gets him cast out, and 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 mm-hmm. and the and the thing he has to overcome, and and kind of learn to be humble again, uh, and which it was a little bit of that, but it wasn't quite as big of a because the reason he ends up on in uh in, on the planet where he, uh, he fall after he falls out of the fucking um oh the what you call it ice bridge whatever it's called uh well they call it the bifrost bifrost but I'm pretty sure that's not a correct pronunciation but that's a different thing yeah sure um after he, I mean, he falls out of the bifrost because it's not because oh, actually Loki attacks yeah her they, and they, Thor they does both it. get tossed out I know but I guess the thing that bothered me was that I would think that I was hoping because Thor wanted to not fight her. After she blows up his hammer, he's like, we can't handle... Unless yeah. I misremember this completely. But Loki, like, goes after her. And then Loki calls for the bridge. Yeah. Uh, and and Thor's like, no, 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 don't do that. Because then she can get to... Yeah. Anyways, I, I just wanted more of us. The reason for Thor's fall being, like, his... 
Well, I, hubris I think, or something. I think so that he would that have to this redeem time himself around. From that. It was less about his ego and more about his dependence on the hammer itself. That's true. I guess that because see, I, this is the thing. The first two movies are so forgettable. That's basically the story of the first one. Yeah, isn't it, it is. Okay, and, and I, I, I'm a, like I said, I forget those stories so much that you're right. That is like the message yeah. of the first one. Is his, his ego is what? Okay, never mind. So they they wouldn't want to repeat that. That would yeah. make sense. Yeah, you're right. It is because he's so dependent on the hammer mm-hmm. um, which I do a good job early on because he it's some of the best coolest Thor fighting we've seen in the that opening <laughs> scene where he's beating up all those lava monsters or whatever and then the final action sequence on that on the Bifrost bridge or the yeah. bridge to the room where they shoot out of the Bifrost uh, was awesome and Thor finally going like full Raiden yeah, lightning like mode. Marvel remembered that he's the god of thunder. Yeah, right. And actually, like <laughs> using lightning instead of just hitting stuff with a hammer. Yeah, that was awesome. Uh, Carl Urban's great in everything he does. <laughs> <laughs> so his appearances, what's his name, was fun. Savage or not savage? Uh, scourge. Scourge. Yeah, something like that. A, yeah, a little on the nose, but he was fun, and he had a good little redemption arc. Even, yeah. You know, even he had a, an interesting little arc in the, over the yeah, course of the movie. No. Which and, uh, boy, uh, they sure got their money's worth out of the rights to immigrant songs. Yeah. <laughs> yes, they did. They're like, they got it. They're like, we're going to use it twice in the movie. We're going to use it in all the trailers. Yep. Well, it makes sense. <laughs> they say Valhalla in the song. Well, yeah, it's, it's about Norse mythology. Yeah. Uh, no, it totally makes sense. I'm surprised they didn't use it in the first two movies at all, which is weird. I mean, I, they went for more, like, cinematic, like, yeah. grounded, like... So they were able to do that in this one because they went more of the they Guardians went, of the Galaxy. Yeah, they went more of the, pop, the rock, rock, pop. Um, hell, let's have fun. It's not that yeah. serious. Let's not have the score be like... It's just sliding... Our neighbors are just sliding their sliding door open and shut up there. Can you stop? What the hell? It's just sliding shut, open and shut. Oh my god. Okay. I think they're stopped. They're All high. Right. Yeah, they're de- definitely high. They're always <laughs> high. They are always high. But yeah, overall, it was great. Really funny, really entertaining. Um, a nice... It was like 220, but it didn't feel it. Like, it moved mm-hmm. really well. Uh, Jeff Goldblum is fucking amazing. <laughs> Jeff Goldblum's always Jeff amazing. Jeff Goldblum as himself. Uh, it's just always amazing. <laughs> I love... Yeah, really. It, like, I love it. there's one scene where he's, like, talking, and he just stops talking. I don't remember this scene. He's just talking, and then he just kind of, like, stops mid-sentence, and then, like, the scene, and, like, everybody's, like, and I'm, like, I don't, I can't tell if that was on purpose or, like, but everybody went with it, and that's how the scene ended. But, like, it's amazing. Like, he was great. Yeah, everybody, it was really, it was really good. And then we get the setup, I I don't know what the the post-credit crossover scene is. I assume maybe something with Guardians of the Galaxy, potentially, because they're in space. It would make sense. No, I, it was great. I really enjoyed yeah. it. It's definitely the best Thor movie. Uh, it's 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 probably in my top ten Marvel films right now. I would say. I mean, there's a lot of them, but like I would say, easily top ten. Yeah, no, it's really close to peak Marvel. Yeah, I think. Yeah, it is. If they could have, uh, if they would have had a little more setup, so they wouldn't have to rush around so much in the first mm-hmm. twenty minutes to get everything set up. If they had had more done more of that lifting in the previous movies. Right, and, and I suspect that you're correct, and they didn't really know where they were going yeah, with Thor. in those first, yeah. or maybe they were going to go somewhere, somewhere different, else, and, then, and yeah. then they decided to change directions, because with Guardians of the Galaxy, we are kind of entering a new era of Marvel. Yeah. So yeah, I think I think that if they had known more what they were doing or ahead of time, I think they could have ironed out that first twenty minutes. So it, it would have flowed. Per- like I said, yeah. all they really needed to do was just set up Hella a little bit in previous movies as this boogeyman and that we don't yeah. know anything about, and then we don't really have to. And then you can still have a similar scenes, but it doesn't feel s- so expository of like what's who are these what's going on what's the bad guy in this one right uh i think that would have helped a lot even though it doesn't really hurt the movie that much it was the only real like negative was that first 20 minutes so um even though benedict cumberbatch does show up to help a little bit because he's it's so weird hearing him speak with a like a weird american accent like it's very strange but uh Oh, the, uh, and this is spoiler, I mean, we've done a few spoilers, not anything major, but I was really, did you notice who, uh, those cameos, and I completely had, didn't, uh, get these spoiled for me, when they're, when, they, uh, Thor shows up, uh, at Asgard, mm-hmm. and Loki is pretending to be Odin, 
And they're doing the play. Yeah. Did you notice who those actors were? No. Thor or Loki. One of them is Matt Damon. What? Yes. Either Loki or <laughs> Thor. I can't remember. It's Matt Damon. Oh, fuck. Who was the other one? Uh, uh, Odin was like, um, oh, Sam Neill. Huh. Um, Odin. No, Thor's. Oh, oh, Thor's played by Liam Hemsworth. <laughs> yeah. And then Odin. That's who I didn't recognize him. That's why I didn't recognize him. But yeah, he's played by Liam Hensworth. Oh my god. And then hilarious. Odin is played by Sam Neill. It was amazing. I was like, that is Mad Damon. And I, yeah, Sam Neill. Because I remember, I was like, holy shit, that's Sam Neill. That's right. Plays uh, Odin. It was awesome. It was like, that's the one most random, awesome cameos ever. That's really funny, though, because I, I could be misremembering this, but I feel like I remember reading somewhere not too long ago that Liam Hemsworth auditioned for the role of Thor <laughs> and like almost had it and then yeah. they decided to go with Chris brother, instead. Yeah. He's more blonde. He is more blonde. And bigger. Well, I don't know if he was bigger back then, but it's bigger now. <laughs> I'm sure they both could have beefed up. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's uh, I would highly recommend Thor Ragnarok. Still in theaters. Go check it out. I'm sure like it's uh, similar for Stranger Things. You don't need our recommendation. Those are pretty <laughs> big successful well-regarded things going on you're probably already going to see them or have seen them so but that was our take on it hope you guys enjoyed it now we're gonna talk a little bit about shrek <laughs> donkey <laughs> shrek 2001 dreamworks films Boy, I forgot how iconic this film oh, was for yeah, so right? long. Like, I forgot how big of a deal this movie was. It was and, a huge deal. And then we rewatched it last night, and I was like, oh, yeah, every line in this movie is, like, the most quotable line ever, <laughs> and everybody did quote it for, like, ten ever. years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Like, I forgot. But, like, I, before we watched it, I could not remember the last time i sat and watched it all the way through beginning to end no like maybe early high school yeah well the thing that similar i had a similar experience and i think it was funny to me is that once we watched because i i remember thinking like oh, maybe i've only seen this like once at theaters yeah. or so, and then we went and watched it and i was like i've seen this movie probably a dozen times yeah, yeah. like i like i realized i'm like i know all of these lines like i totally it seen this was movie. everywhere yeah and that's part of it too is that even if you had only seen it once or twice, everybody has quoted and said yeah. all the lines so many goddamn times that you just <laughs> remember everything from the movie. Even that's so, I think I've seen it like at least five or six times and forgot I had seen it five or six times or something yeah. like that. And it was good. It was it's it's a fun, funny movie. It is it is a fun movie. It is. Little known fact. It is based loosely on a book. Yes, well obviously or else we wouldn't be doing uh, it on this podcast. Children's picture book. Mm-hmm. Uh -huh. By uh, William Stieg, I think is how you pronounce his name. Yeah. Um, published in 1990, so about a decade before the movie. Yeah. Pretty par for the course, as far as well, ad adaptations I, go. We can talk about it. I have a little note on on, <laughs> on the adaptation process and mm -hmm. how long that was on. Okay, okay. The book did win some awards. Won uh, Publishers Weekly Best Children's Book of the Year. And uh, Library School Journal Best Book of the Year. Even and to clarify, it, when you say children's book, it's like a picture. Yeah, book. it's a picture. It's book. like a it's like yeah. a tiny little you know thirty page like, yeah. children's book, not like a young adult like. No, or it, it's, it's not it's, like a, a young adult chapter book. No, or no, anything. it is a, it picture, is a book. picture book. Yeah. Other things I learned. Mm -hmm. It's not a ton of trivia about Shrek the book. There's a lot um, about the movie. So. Yeah, I know. I'm sure. Yeah. It has its own movie, but it's also referenced in the movie Indian Summer. I don't know what that is. I don't know what that is either, but it's apparently the book is referenced right. in that movie. Um, and I also learned in my journeys across the internet uh, that the name Shrek comes from a Yiddish German word meaning fright or fear. But it's also a common expression. Really? Like, oi, Shrek. <laughs> oi, Shrek. <laughs> According to Wikipedia. <laughs> Is that where the word shriek comes from? Maybe. I don't know. I would have to look that up. Because, I mean, it makes Possibly, sense. Possibly, yeah. similar fear, you know, like, yeah. it makes sense, at least. Then. 
I'm sure Donkey says that once in the movie. Oi, Shrek! You know, I think he does. <laughs> I, bet that, I bet that's a sweet little <laughs> Easter egg for native... For uh, uh, whatever linguistics nerds. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, is it? Was all we got about the book? Well, <laughs> it's, it's a thirty-page. <laughs> it's a thirty-page children's book, so <laughs> it's makes mostly sense. pictures. Well, I have a fair amount of fun facts, and it's kind of some interesting backstory. And some of this stuff people will have heard um, because it shows up at least on Reddit every now and then. On today, I learned about Shrek, blah blah blah, <laughs> like these kind of things show up. But so you were talking about how it was written in 1990. It was optioned for a film as early as 1991. Yeah, uh, Steven Spielberg bought the rights. Okay. Originally, okay. Uh, and and in his original, uh, at least, I don't know how far production ever got or anything like mm-hmm. that. Um, but originally, Steven Spielberg wanted uh, was going to have Bill Murray hmm. playing Shrek and Steve Martin playing Donkey. <laughs> well, that would have been interesting. <laughs> Which would have been very different. Um, very interesting. Yeah, I mean that's that's not terribly uncommon in yeah. the publishing world for a yeah. book to get just optioned and then a studio sits on it yeah. for a decade. Well, and, and apparently Steven Spielberg was a huge fan of the book and really okay. liked it a lot and wanted mm-hmm. to make it. Uh, and uh, there's a thing later. And so he, and this is before DreamWorks existed. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. But he also, so anyway, so Steven Spielberg originally wanted to make it as early as like 1991. Once DreamWorks finally got the rights to it and started working on it and Jeffrey Katzenberg, they initially offered the role of Shrek to Nicolas Cage. Really? Yes. <laughs> What's even better, he turned it down, and he turned it down because he didn't want to look like an ogre. Oh my god. <laughs> That's the best thing you've ever told me. Yep. <laughs> he turned it down because he didn't want to be represented as an ogre. Oh my god. And apparently he clarified this after, like a, a like in 2013, he clarified why he turned it down. He said something like, it was really weird and didn't really make sense, which makes sense because Nicolas Cage said it. But like, he said something like, you know, when it's something for kids and the, if you're drawn a certain way, that's how kids will always think of you or something like that. I don't, it was some weird like. I mean, I guess. I don't know. It was very strange. I, but I was like, man, whatever. I mean, I, I don't always, I don't, I don't think of Mike Myers. I mean, I think of Shrek when I think of Mike Myers, but I don't like, yeah. I don't, I, to be fair, I mainly normally think of Austin Powers, but yeah. like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It was, thought that was interesting. I mean, I guess the most compelling evidence for that would be, um, Robin Williams is the genie. I guess, but like, I, I, he I, he was so prolific apart from that. that yeah, no, but, uh, but I think that is the main thing that people think of. Not for me, honestly. Not for you. At least for okay. me, like, I always forget. I mean, I don't forget, <laughs> but like, I, I think of Miss Doubtfire. I think yeah. of uh, Pant or Hook. I think of I think of a million things. I mean, I think of the of Genie, but like, it's not. I think of him as a per like. I don't think of animated genie and think of Robin mm-hmm. Williams. I, I totally like when I but you're like picture Robin Williams. I think of him. And I like see him, not like well, yeah, genie. no, you know I what don't. I mean. Like I don't. Yeah, Anyways, I don't know. I don't know about that, Nick. You know, it was interesting. It's like there, there was a time back when Nick Cage was offered like everything. Yeah. I'm glad we're not in that time anymore. <laughs> <laughs> like he was gonna be Superman. They offered him Shrek. Oh. I think he. I think he was originally. I could be wrong. In my. I used to know all this trivia, but I think he, like, auditioned or was up for uh, fucking something in Lord of the Rings at one point. Or I could be wrong about that, but, like... I can imagine him as Shrek in Lord of the Rings before I can imagine him as a Superman. Oh, have you never seen the video? (laughs) I think I probably Of him in the suit? Oh, no. Like, he has this weird black rubber suit, and he's like, it's like his test fitting for it. It's very strange. Mm. Yeah, it's very strange. It was the Tim Burton Superman starring Nick Cage. <laughs> yeah. And he had long hair. It was going to be a long-haired... Se- I don't even have very many allegiances to the idea of the character of Superman. I'm not that interested in him. I like Smallville, but like, holy shit, what an abomination that sounds like. <laughs> so... This is the big thing most people know about the movie is that originally Chris Farley was the voice of Shrek. Yes. And not only was he the voice of it, they almost completed the film. Yeah, they had like all like, of his like lines all, and everything, Almost right? all of it died. Yeah. Um, and then he died. Uh, and they had to replace him, obviously. But because I, I think if they had had it done, they wouldn't have. Or Probably. maybe they would have because they knew they wanted to make sequels, maybe? I don't know. 
I, I, I don't know. I mean, I think if they'd had it all the way done, I mean, they might have waited a little bit, but I think they would have still released it. I, like, I don't think they would have... Especially with animated, because you can just get yeah. a different voice for the sequence. Yeah. It wouldn't be that big of a... But um, the, the Wikipedia article, or the thing I read, said that he had nearly completed the project, mm-hmm. but it wasn't done. Like, they hadn't finished it, so they had more lines they needed to do, so they had to... Basically, so then they got Mike Myers and yeah. re-recorded the entire thing. Yeah. Not only did they re-require it, when Mike Myers got signed on to the job, they rewrote the script, like, a shit yeah. ton, because Mike Myers didn't want it to, like be the one Chris Farley was doing. And, and I, I think there's rumors that like Mike Myers was like notoriously a nightmare on this project. Mm-hmm. Which it sounds like some of this is maybe accurate because also, another fun fact, they should they recorded almost the entire movie and then Mike Myers came back and said, actually, I want to do it with a Scottish accent. Oh and they re-recorded <laughs> the whole thing. Wow. So the, the the Scottish you know Shrek is not the original. I've heard that about him in regards to other movies. Yeah, actually, so that doesn't really surprise me. But yeah, so they had to re-record all the lines so he could do a Scottish accent. Uh, that does sound but like a nightmare. Apparently, everybody like agreed that it was better, like yeah. with the Scottish accent. Like it wasn't like they were like you know it was it, like the once he decided to do that. And apparently, one of the reasons he wanted to do it was because. Uh, it reminded him of uh, when his mom read him fairy tales. Like, hmm. I guess she was Scottish or something like that. Mm-hmm. I, or, I, no, it doesn't make sense. I don't know. Like, maybe the voice she used or something. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, something she used, like, a lines. silly voice. Yeah. Uh, and it sort of reminded him of that, and he wanted to hmm. kind of bring that into it. Um, so, yeah. Uh, uh, another really cool, interesting thing is it was originally going to be a mixture of live action and CG. It wasn't going to be completely animated. They spent a year and a half testing uh, the technology. They were they were build they had a, were going to basically use a bunch of miniature sets, real life sets, and then put in digital motion captured characters. Uh, you guys can't see me right now, but I'm making a really weird face. Guess what? When they showed the footage to Jeffrey Katzenberg and everybody else. They all went, this is terrible. <laughs> yeah, no. They spent a year and a half working <laughs> wow. on it. Like, like trying to figure out well, the no process of doing it. I wonder it took this mofo a decade to yeah, get out. Yeah. Yeah, they spent Jeez. a year and a half on a process that they completely abandoned. Yeah. Uh, and then they decided to go full animation and, and kind of went, and obviously, yeah, hmm. it worked out that way. But uh, hmm. it was interesting that, they, yeah, it was going to be like this weird, like, real sets, like miniature sets, oh, apparently, yeah. with CG characters. That sounds weird. Yeah, and well, and apparently it looked awful, so <laughs> they didn't do it. Um, and then the last fun fact, uh, it won an Oscar. It, it did. It won the very first feature animation, let's see, uh, uh, animated, animated feature, animated best animated feature, feature beat out Monsters, Inc., <sighs> and Jimmy Neutron, Boy Genius. God. I don't remember anything about Jimmy Neutron, Boy Genius. I forgot there was a movie. I mean, it was a show forever on Nickelodeon, but... I will say I feel like Monsters, Inc. may have aged a little better. Yeah. Ah, Well, it's definitely not as dated. Yeah. Because of the music and stuff. Sorry, yeah. The the, the music and, like, the pop culture references. Yeah, the references, yeah. That's a whole other discussion, but... But it definitely... uh, uh, The Shrek is definitely... Of 2001, yes. whereas Monsters <laughs> Inc. Is, Monsters Inc. is not nearly as um, pigeonholed into it, yeah. into a time frame. But I think I can I can see why Shrek won. Like it's a really good and entertaining, oh, yeah, it, movie. And I mean, Monsters Inc. is really good too. They're just different. Um, yeah, and, and I mean, thinking back, Shrek came out. I was in I think the fifth grade. 2001, yeah, 13. When Shrek came out, yeah, 12. For I was 12 or 13. 11 maybe yeah but at the time it was like so edgy yeah and cool and like revolutionary yeah like nobody had ever done anything like that oh yeah i mean it was basically like yeah it was an animated movie that was like the it was like yeah i I, i'm trying to think if there's any other sort of animated film or like kids movie that was so well, not before that no before i mean now that kind of edgy fractured fairy tale kind of is they're kind of a dime a dozen yeah. now. Yeah. But but it had a lot of adult humor. Yeah. It had a lot of, um, uh, uh, you know, satire that was kind of 
political and, and or not even political necessarily but um well it was i mean it was a huge takedown of disney right, right, and the which disney we'll get into brand in the episode, yeah but yeah yeah and so it uh it was definitely groundbreaking in, in mm-hmm. a way that i don't think monsters inc was necessarily groundbreaking in terms of no like, yeah it wasn't anything it did yeah. i know i know visually a lot of the stuff that they did like technology wise on mm-hmm. monsters inc was really insane but in terms of like you know didn't really like Right, we were crazy breaking thing. any barriers or no. anything, and, no. and, and you know, at, at that point, people were, I think, were kind of ready for that. Yeah, takedown of Disney. Yeah, you know, following the Renaissance. Yeah, and, and we were hitting the post Renaissance. Right, that post Renaissance when Disney wasn't really doing anything all that great. What, what came out this year? Probably like Chicken Little. <laughs> Two thousand one, Disney put out Treasure Planet. Oh. Nah, I don't. I don't want to run afoul of any fans of this era of Disney, but I feel like we can all agree it was not their best and brightest moment. Not the best. So, no. <laughs> but that's that's Shrek. It's uh, it's fun. We're gonna we got some stuff to talk about when we get to it. I have um, some interesting notes. We we will get to play Guess Who, which will be fun because it's been a while <laughs> since we've got to do that. Even though it's a picture book, we yeah. apparently still get to play Guess Who. I don't know how, but. Not just gonna hold up pictures. No, well, I, I think it'll. I think it'll be pretty easy in a way. Yeah. But there's some interesting lines that I want to read. Okay. So. Well, well, that sounds fun. So <laughs> look forward to that. We'll be back in a week with our full episode on Shrek. So until next time, go out, read Shrek, watch Shrek. You can definitely do both. It's really easy. You can do. You can read and watch it in like a span of two hours. <laughs> both. Or it's a two-hour movie, so... Or no, it's like an hour and a half. So, yeah, Yeah. you could easily read and watch it in like two hours. So you have no excuse. Go read Shrek, go watch Shrek, and then get ready for next week's episode of This Film is Lit, where we'll be breaking down Shrek. (laughs) How dare you laugh? What is so funny? Somebody (laughs) told me. <laughs> I'm gonna change out our intro music. It's just gonna please, be somebody wants to tell me the world is gonna roll me. I ain't the sharpest tool in the shed. No, I think I got it done with a finger and a thumb and the shape of an L on a forehead. Well, these are the fucking Smash Mouth. Oh, that was my first note. This is all cast. Smash Mouth! <laughs>